You're listening to the Future Education Careers podcast on Future Radio. Joining us today is Rob Davies, a marketing communication consultant at One on One Communications, who will be discussing different types of communications he's involved with, as well as providing an insight into the challenges facing the industry. So first of all, Rob, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, so uh, to begin with, can you tell our listeners what one-on-one communication is and what your role is there? Yeah, so um, we're a boutique marketing communications consultancy. Um, I'm the sort of owner and managing director. And the setup here is that I use a number of different freelancers, depending on what jobs that we um, that we have to do. So basically, we help um, organizations, they could be companies, they could be charities, they could be not-for-profit organizations, um, communicate with their stakeholders, with their customers, with other business um, suppliers that they work with. That could be through a, a myriad of different channels, such as social media, uh, digital advertising online, could be PR on the radio or TV or in newspapers, could be um, outdoor advertising on bus stops, that sort of thing. So anything where an organisation has to communicate externally, we can help them with that. Yeah, so you mentioned there that you help out companies. Is there a specific area in general that you specialise in? So like PR or um, do you do sort of like a range of different things? We, We... Having been doing this for sort of over 30 years, um, I've now sort of acquired skills to do quite a, a few things, going ranging from PR through to social media, through to video production. I guess in terms of one of the things that we, it, my background um, lends itself best to is we do a lot of brand development for companies. So that's where we help them work out what they do, what they do best, and how to translate that into their communications, into their brand uh, identity which will include the logo a strap line colors the tone of voice how they speak to customers um that sort of thing pr would be another thing that we specialize in video production is something that's really become much more popular in the last five years and certainly since covid when people aren't able to meet up quite so much so having good video content be that slightly longer form sort of um um, information type videos of two and a half to three minutes long or social media edits where you need to get your message across on X or another social media platform in 20 seconds. So those are the sorts of things that that we do a lot of at the moment. Yeah, so I want to talk about your involvement with the company. How long have you been involved for to begin with? And secondly, how has your job role changed since you've been at the company? Okay, so I set up the uh, one-on-one communications nearly 20 years, well, 20 years ago now, yeah, November 2003. Um, I was previously worked for Aviva, uh, which was previously known as Norwich Union. Uh, I worked for 16 years there in a number of marketing communications positions, which armed me with the knowledge, the experience, the content, contacts, and the skill set to set up my own business Part of the the job I really most enjoyed when I was at Aviva was managing the communications agencies. So that would be the PR agency, the media buying agency who would buy either the TV airtime or the newspaper space. 
and the creative agencies who came up with the ideas. They tended to be in London. So I, that was part of the job that I really enjoyed. And it got to a point where I felt, well, that's what I want to do um, as a full-time job. So I set up the company myself, which um, is a fairly daunting thing to do, uh, where you take your life in your own hands and you don't have the backup of a large company. Um, and since then, I've built a model, which was quite a new model at, at the time, of not necessarily employing anybody full-time, but having a network of freelancers to work with. So that will be designers, um, video production um, companies, uh, website partners who'd build the websites, um, PR specialists who I'd bring in on specific jobs. And we would the, the, the ideal about that is that I can then, um, if a client comes to us with a brief, I can build a team around the specific brief and get the right people in rather than having somebody who maybe doesn't have the skill set but's employed by the company to have to work on it. So it was quite a new model. And at that time, 20 years ago, I was a little bit nervous about conveying that to people because often clients would like to see an agency with 10 to 12 people employed. That gave them some sort of comfort. But as um, working has evolved, the gig economy and freelancers, and certainly um, in, in the last sort of 10 years or so where there's been a lot more flexibility in terms of not having to work in an office, work from home, doing far more project work, not having to work a full week. Um, it's become a much more popular way of operating and and clients by and large now are very, very happy with, with that setup because they know um, <clears throat> with, with what I do is I manage the whole project for them so they don't have to talk to anybody else. So we will, if, if we're building a website and we're doing some video, I will manage all of that on their behalf. So it's a bit of a one-stop shop for them, which keeps them happy in terms of knowing what's going on, keeps the cost down as well. And also I'm in complete charge of delivery of that. So um, with my experience, um, I tend to find that that works really well and, and clients are pretty comfortable that they only need to speak to me. Yeah, so you spoke about your model there and almost being a one-stop shop, so to speak. Is that what separates your business from the competition yes and no i'm not the only one to do this i think it certainly in norwich is, re is really quite blessed with a lot of good creative agencies um be that digital or brand um and a lot of us know each other um and we all operate slightly different models but definitely i see more um uh other agencies going down my route of not employing quite so many people and using freelancers a lot more and actually it's good for people who do like freelance work because not everybody wants to work five days a week nine to five coming into Norwich they want to work from their homes let's say in Sheringham three days a week and they can manage things around that and also you'll find there are plenty of people sometimes people who've had families who enjoy working in the evenings so for me that's advantageous I can give somebody a piece of work at six o'clock in the evening and then have it delivered to the client the next day um, at nine o'clock because my freelancer has been happy to work from say seven till 11 o'clock. Um, so I think it's, it's horses for courses, but I think it, it's definitely something that um, differentiates us from a lot of other agencies, but I wouldn't necessarily say it gives us any sort of competitive advantage. I think it gives me the benefits of it's, it's a slightly easier model to manage and, and lacks the, the overheads um, and when things like COVID hit, you're not um, worried about um, 
the number of people that you're still employing if the if the work goes. So yeah, it it it's a different model, but I think it's a model that more and more people have adopted. Yeah. So uh, going back to the point you made earlier about um, sort of like your wide range of content, so like social media or video content, what has changed like in the industry? Because obviously when you started, you probably weren't involved in that. Did you have to learn on the job and did you have to sort of think quickly to be able to adapt to changes in the industry? Most definitely. That's one of the key uh, skills or behaviours um, that it's really, really important to have. One, when you're running your own business, anybody running your own business will, will tell you that. But also the way that communications now operate has changed massively. So 20 years ago when I started out, we probably, I think, still had dial-up internet. Um, certainly didn't have really any social media platforms to work with. And video was still done on with with um, probably you know film in, in the camera cases. So you have to keep aware and up to date with what's going on and what's changing in the world. And as you said, part of it is, you know, learning on the job. Um, you often, it's it, one of the key things you say in this business is you say yes, and then find somebody to help you do the job. Um, but um, yes, yeah, certainly with video production, um, I have a very good uh, video partner that I work with who do the actual filming, but I do the um, directing and the and the producer jobs and, and help with the editing. And actually with that, I just fell into it and found that I was actually quite good at it. Um, one of my strengths, I guess, is I'm good at interpreting what the client wants and translating that for the technician, i.e. a videographer, to get the right shots and put together a coherent film. And I think that's probably one of my key strengths across all the disciplines is that um, I understand what the client is trying to I, I work hard to find out what the client really wants and then make sure that the delivery matches their expectations, which is which is always important. And another area where that has changed massively in the last, well, certainly last more like the 15 years is in PR, um, where you're trying to place positive media stories about your clients in, in whether it's the, the trade press, national newspapers, TV, radio, that sort of thing. Before the financial crisis of 2000, 2008, the editorial teams of um, newspapers, be that the EDP locally and Evening News or the Daily Telegraph, had a lot of journalists. In 2007, 2008, when we had the banking crisis, all the advertising money just dried up which meant that had an impact on revenues. They couldn't afford to have editorial teams so big as they had previously. And that, that has stayed for the last 15 years. And what it means is journalists don't have enough time to leave their desks to come out and meet you for stories or for, for meetings to explain things. You very rarely meet a journalist face-to-face -face now. You have to do everything via email. And that's a skill to learn and to understand because with PR... I think the most important thing is establishing relationships with journalists so that they know you're good for a good story, they know you've got credibility, and they know you've got integrity. And you find that a lot of that is gained from meeting somebody face-to-face -face over coffee, having a bit of a rapport, talking around not just the, your client's work, but just getting to know the journalists a little bit more. And then you know what sort of stories they're involved with. So um, think... The one thing I would say over the last 20 years to learn is you things don't stay the same. They change. And it's really, really important that you keep up to date with it 
um, and either get some training or ask somebody or learn on the job, um, whichever way it is, whichever way works best for you. But um, and and also just keep practicing for anybody um, <clears throat> in business. You have to do that. You have to make sure that you keep trying to do better. You learn how to do things quicker. Um, and you just keep practicing and training yourself to make sure you're you're you've got the top game. Yeah, practice is definitely something that will get you far in life and will certainly allow you to master your job. And that brings me on nicely to uh, my next question. So how can others go about getting a job at one-on-one -on -one communications? Are there any entry-level roles and do you need any specific qualifications? So um, I think we're talking more broadly with agencies in, in East Anglia. We're, we're blessed in that we've got quite a thriving um, agency culture, both here and in Cambridge and to a certain degree in Ipswich. I think the most important thing is you, you've got to want to do it. You've got to be interested in communications. Um, for me, the thing that I really used to love back in the 1970s when I was growing up was TV advertising and cinema advertising. They were big, glossy productions, tailing great stories about products. And I really liked, and that's the industry I said, I want to be in that industry. So I think, first of all, you have to genuinely be interested in it. I think, secondly, you can, you know, it's like anything. If you want to be an accountant, you need qualifications. It is the same in marketing. Um, it is one of those industries that people think, oh, I can just turn a hand to that. I can just write that or I can I can make, make a nice logo. It's, it's a bit more than that. So I would encourage people now um, in sort of, uh, further higher education. Um, there are plenty of courses that either include marketing like business studies, or you can do marketing as, as a, as a the main, um, main topic. The Chartered Institute of Marketing also runs um, courses for you to be qualified in your diploma. And I think, you know, if you're serious about it, um, doing the diploma, you not only learn, but you'll become more credible in your um, with your CV and any applications. I think also, yeah, be prepared to go in at entry level. You're not going to have your dream job. You're going to have to do um, maybe be a runner on a video production company or you know, be, be doing some of the more simple tasks in a PR agency. But you get to learn, absorb everything that you see, put your hand up and volunteer for things and say, you know, I'll have a go at that and make sure that, that, that you want to learn. Um, and, you know, read around the subject, watch, you know, the, watch things like TV advertising to understand how it works. The beautiful thing I think about things like advertising and marketing communications is you just need to walk down the high street. If you walk down St. Stephen Street in Norwich, there's loads of adverts on the bus shelters, for instance. So have a look at those. Um, everybody listening will be subject to lots of digital advertising. Just rather than ignore them, look at them and see what they're trying to do. Um, and... You know, there's also what I'd always recommend is to read the trade press. So there's magazines like um, Campaign and Marketing Week that um, you can access to read around the thinking behind some of those communications. So um, I think enthusiasm, willingness to learn um, and be prepared to try and get a qualification or, or learn more about it in a more formal sense. Yeah, I think that's the... Uh beauty of uh, doing jobs like that i know here at future radio um we're primarily volunteer based so um yeah just sort of 
getting your name out there and getting as much experience as you can, even voluntary, I know how far that goes. And finally, if people want to get in touch with you and are sort of like not only inspired by your story, but also want to get into uh, the industry, where can they go to contact you? To be honest, probably the best way, best way is through LinkedIn, which is something I hadn't mentioned, but LinkedIn um, is a really, really good business social media platform. It's really grown up in the last five years. And I've had success by posting stories on it. And most, a lot of my stories are about the work I do. So if I'm out doing a video or I'm doing a PR event, I remember to take photographs, post those, and they get the, the the best results and as a result people will get in touch with me so i'm on linkedin either one-on-one -on -one communications or rob davis that's probably the best place to to message me and you'll also see the sorts of things that i post and the people i follow to see what makes interesting content that was rob davies from one-on-one -on -one communications speaking about how to break into the marketing communications industry and the challenges the industry currently faces uh, you can find out more about Rob and one-on-one -on -one communications by heading to their website, which is www.ooc.co.uk. Future Education, a specialist independent school which inspires children to achieve and nurtures them to become successful adults. Find out more at futureeducation.org.uk.